Hey everybody, welcome to the Greg's Garage Pod with host Jason Pridmore, presented by Bike911.com, the first one of 2024. Hello, Jason Pridmore. How are you? How was your New Year's? Greggy is good. It's good. Everything, we're, we're through the holidays. Everything went well, I guess you could say. Christmas was great. Uh, we had rain out here, which was nice. I know we don't get very many seasons out here where I live, so... You know, it sucks, Greg. I know you know the Santa Ana winds. I hate it when we get those around Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's like the exact opposite of what Christmas should feel like. So this year we've had tons of rain. Like we had a thunderstorm here a couple weeks ago, Greg. I'm not kidding you. It's It rained for two hours straight at night, in the middle of the night. And I've never, in all the places I've been around the world, all the places I've gone to and this and that, storms I've been in, I've never heard it rain that hard for that long. Like it was hmm. unreal. And then, you know, we've been getting like, you know, big waves and all that stuff. It's just it's, been wild. It just seems weird Crazy. to me. Thunderstorms in California, period. Like big storms. And like mom and I were sitting here last night watching a little TV. And all of a sudden we hear this big boom. And, uh, you know, and it was like, and it lasted. And I, we were supposed to have rain last night, which we eventually got. But it, it was, it was, a uh, it was just Vandenberg shooting something to the moon or shooting something to the, uh, you know, space yesterday. So it was a big, there's a big launch last night in Vandenberg, but it's crazy because that's an hour and a half probably it's an hour and a half north of here. And it literally sounds like it's in your backyard. Um, but you know, the sound of it, when it goes up, uh, Vandenberg's the, like the, an air force base or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a base out here. And, um, you know, I think SpaceX sends some stuff up from out there and, uh, it's up by Lompoc, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, but the, the way the sound travels, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's, uh, so yeah, we've been, we've been getting a lot of weird weather, just like a lot of stuff happening. You may be asking yourself, how does SpaceX and road racing tie together? I'll tell you how. Tell when me, Yosh, you know. When Yosh wrapped up their program, that's right. quite a few of the, the, the guys that were mechanics or whatever working for Yosh, they work for SpaceX now. That's right. Yeah, because I'm still – Sean Storman's been coming out and, and working with uh, Solly for me. And um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been at SpaceX now since – yeah, since Yosh was gone. And I, Frenchie went there. Yeah, James. Um, James Hashimoto. went there. Yeah. So yeah. like a, a group of those guys all got to go over to SpaceX and, um, you know, my, my relationship with Sean Storman has been long, you know, so I've been around with him for many, many years and, um, it's worked out where he's been able to come out to Chuck Walla once a month for the CVMA races and work with Solly Mervis, um, working with getting his program aligned for this year. And, um, yeah, it's worked out really well, but it's, it's good. Those guys had a place to go as soon as it was over. Now, Supercross starts this weekend. We're going to talk about that. We all know that a lot of you expected Pulp MX to be our fantasy kind of home. But unfortunately, due to some regulation issues or whatever, Pulp MX is going to start charging. So we're not going to be doing that. But we'll make the announcement later in the podcast, the cliffhanger. So you got to pay attention to that. But with racing in mind, Jay, when are you headed back to Chuck Walla for in the month of January? Do you know? I go out uh, in about a, well, a little over a week, take off, head out there. And it's again, it's the it's the typical, you know, we got SoCal track days and it leads right into the race week. So it's 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 you know, it's a grind. It's you're out there for eight, nine days straight, ten days straight. So um uh I'll probably go back into the valley and hit a couple of Coachella Firebirds hockey games. Those have been pretty fun to go to <laughs> at, at that new arena. So I'll probably hit a few of those, but um, you know, we're full for for January as far as the one on ones go and, and um even February start starting to fill up, and then you know, before you know it, Greg, we're both going to be getting on planes and two months heading to Daytona. Isn't that crazy? It's like two months and a couple of days till Daytona. And, it, 
and it will just go by so quick. Like it always does, especially when we have, I don't know, this beginning of the year with, with Supercross starting. And then, you know, I like, I I do like this time of year for like the NFL playoffs and stuff. And NFL um, playoffs, we'll start getting world Superbike MotoGP testing and then MotoGP will start. It's going to, yeah, it'll rip by pretty quick. What, uh, what seat are the Patriots in this year? Where are they at? So in this podcast, we're going to do some Mariah news because we're going to talk and get you caught up about some of the things that happened over the last two weeks. Yeah, laugh it up, fuzzball. Uh, and then of course, my team stinks, by the way. Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, you know, we got we we got the AFC cornered on stinks. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, go Pats. I still love my Pats. I'm not a fair weather fan like you. I'm sure that you've moved on to nope. like San Francisco 49ers. No, no, no. Uh, not gonna maybe happen. the the L.A. Rams. No, not happening. Arizona Cardinals, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I, th- I think you'd probably you'd never talk to me again. No, you'd can you imagine? Giants I can't fan even imagine Cowboys being fan? a Cowboys no. fan. Can't even imagine. I'm gonna piss everybody off right now. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Plus, Supercross begins, so we're gonna talk a little bit about who's where because we haven't really talked much about it. But we'll kind of try to prepare you for. We are going to have fantasy, and in fantasy this year. We have Arai on board again, and we got a special announcement to make with that, as well as Dunlop Tires is in as for the season. So we'll tell you about the prizes that we're going to have there. Um, the Arai thing is actually pretty cool. I haven't even told you about it yet, Jason. No. Okay, so with that in mind, then why don't we kick things off with news presented by Arai. Boink, boink, ba-boink. Mm-hmm. Good music. And this is the part of the show where I'm going to let you know a little bit more about Arai. Have you ever tried on a helmet in a store then you rode it for, I don't know, a few hours to find it might be a little too tight, a little too snug for you? Or maybe you just put on a little weight, find the same thing. If you're in an Arai helmet, don't worry about it. Many Arai models come equipped with a removable foam layer, the cheek pads, and the temple area of the headliner. You simply... Adjust it by removing that 5mm layer, and bingo, bango, you got a helmet that fits just right. Yeah, bingo, the, bango. Bingo, bango. One of the great features of an Arai helmet. Go check out AraiAmericas.com for more information. AraiAmericas.com. Jason, I'm going to take you back in time a little bit to December 21st, 2023, when it was announced that our good friend Paolo Chibati is named general manager of the new Ducati Corsa Off-Road Project. Why do I bring it up? Well, he leaves the MotoGP program after many years, does Paolo. But via text, you know, the old, you know, happy holidays text. We were chatting it up. I was congratulating Mm -hmm. him on his new gig. He told me that he is still going to be in charge of U.S. Superbike racing, which is good, even though he's going to be part of the off-road project. So I think we're going to see a lot more of him in the States in 2024. But the thing that's intriguing is... You have to think that Ducati eventually, not this year, but probably next year, depending how the project goes, is going to find themselves with a trailer, with a factory team in Supercross in 2025. So I think I think we're going to see a lot more Apollo than in the States. Yeah. But that's why I bring it up. So what do you think how, about... How, how old is Apollo, you think? Holy crap, dude. I mean, he's he's got to be a few years away from retirement. Early to mid sixties, easily, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks great, so. by the way. But it's, Amazing, but yeah. what? A, I mean, just you know, I I know him only through you, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. 
what a what a tremendous human being he seems like. Just such a nice guy, so genuine when you're at the track. And you know me, Greg. I I don't like going. I don't like getting in anybody's space ever. I'm the kind of guy that like wants to be away from everything. And we went to Silverstone, and uh, Simon and I, you know, he saw me. Couldn't have been nicer. Drags us into the garage, you know, walked around the bikes, got to look. I mean, just what a great guy. And I think I'm super intrigued by this Ducati motocross thing. I think it's going to be uh, really interesting. And with, with them and Triumph both getting in there, and um, I think it's going to be fun. It's it's And it gives these racers, you know, another manufacturer. Motocross Supercross right now is still the one that I know of over here in the States that the manufacturers are still paying the salaries and still paying the riders a lot of money and and so on and so forth. So to have an extra couple of manufacturers in there definitely gives kids two more different brands that they can choose from, you know? Yeah. And it's Ducati Corsa, right? The racing yeah. department. It's and make no mistake, it's not going to take away from their efforts in road racing. It's where Ducati is. I think it's just kind of an augmentation of of racing and they love racing and they started this project a couple of years ago. They're going to be racing it, you know, in Europe this year outdoor. Well, but they got so- Caroli to sign on. Caroli had been with KTM for years, right? Forever, yeah. With, yeah, forever. And so, um, you know, for them to get him, you know, an Italian guy like Caroli, who's obviously a legend over there. I forget how many MX championships he's got, but um, he's got a bunch, eight or nine, I think. Or yeah, nine, it's, it's yeah, a lot. It's, it's a ton. And for them to kind of woo him away from KTM and get him on board, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, any more than it's great to see like somebody like Ricky Mark, Ricky Carmichael jumps on board with Triumph. Triumph. I mean, I, it's it's those are all cool stories. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, also, let's see. Going to Moto America, Corey Alexander announced that he will be racing the third Ray Hall Ducati in Moto America's Super Sport class. And we got a lot of Super Sport to talk about in this one, Jay, because that class yeah. is getting stacked. But your thoughts about Corey getting back on a Super Sport bike? Well, I mean, look, I'm not a big fan of it. I love it that he's got a ride. That's the main thing, uh, more than anything. But he's, he's a big, tall guy, and I thought I thought he did really well on Superbike last year um, with what he had. He didn't. He really didn't have shit compared to like what what was going on there was just not good, I don't think. And so I think for Corey to kind of get through what he got through and then be given a good bike at the end of the year and put it on the podium at Jersey, I thought was um, was was great effort um, by him and the and the guys that he had working with him. So um, you know, I'm a little bit bummed that he's moving back to Supersport only because he's guy six foot four, six foot. 10 foot tall, whatever he is, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's, you and I, I think, think it's, exactly the same way. Corey's a super bike racer at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the class itself suffers because Corey's not in it on good equipment because he can run up front. He's got the skills. He's amazing on the edge of the tire, all those things that you say, yeah. you know, and, and he's going to be at a bit of a deficit. I mean, when your teammate is PJ Jacobson, who's perfectly sized for a super sport machine and a super bike, but I mean, you know, he's, He's he's and, and then you yeah, have other people in the class and Kayla too. I mean, they're both super tiny. Kayla, and you get Corey, yeah. you know, and and so like I love the fact that that Ray Hall is going to have a nice big footprint in the paddock with three quality riders, um, and I love that they're all going to be branded on the same bike. I think for but the team continuity part of it will be interesting to see how all that works together um, because they all all are so different. You got Kayla who's like pretty much brand new to super sport. PJ with a ton of experience and you got Corey coming back uh, who's just tall on, on a super sport bike. So it's going to be fun to watch super sport. Like you say is going to be stacked and the Daytona 200 this year is, Ooh. I mean, when we start getting closer to it, 
you know, in the next four weeks, five weeks, when we can really start to discuss, you know, the teams and stuff that we know are going to be there. Um, like for me this year, the Daytona 200, the last couple of years has started to increase some momentum. And I think going into our third year of going there, Greg, I am, I am probably more excited this year to get to Daytona than I have been in a bunch of years. Cause I think the 200 is going to be wild. I think it's going to be absolutely crazy. Couldn't agree more. It's looking so, so exciting. I can't wait till the entry list gets released for that, for that. Uh, for the that only thing race. that could make Daytona better for us, for me, for you is even though our booth was amazing last year above pit lane, the booth that we had two years ago when we were over <laughs> the top of the whole speedway up there, uh, that was that was literally one of the funnest races for us to call because Greg and I could see the whole track. And and I just never forget us looking at each other before the race started, like, oh my God, this is gonna be two hours. Like hopefully it's not a hopefully we're not gonna run out of things to talk to uh, talk about. But it was great. I mean it was it, dude, it went dude, by those, so those, quickly. Those, those races, have you, I don't know if you've seen Moto America's YouTube channel, but they're like in the top five. Like the the three hour broadcast of the Daytona 200 has like a million plus views from one year, a million plus views from last year. Like it's incredible. You know, it, it's one thing if you're saying, "Oh, it's a it's a you know two minute video, right? Like three hour deal." Because the way that the algorithm works, you have to watch a certain amount of minutes for it to even log for a three hour show. It's not like you can click on it for ten seconds and then it says, "Oh." That's a view for a three-hour show. It doesn't Got do it. it like that. So I anyway, see. yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, Flow for Law Racing signed Bobby Davies and Benjamin Smith to race Stock Thousand and the Steel Commander Superbike class. Your thoughts on that program? So that was nice to hear, in my opinion. Well, I'm happy for Ben Smith that he knows where he's going to be, and it's this early in the year. And I think he did some stuff right at the end of the year, obviously on that Stock Thousand Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna have to pull some ponies out of that thing. I think the the Yamaha, obviously, we know how good it is in superbike trim, um, but in the stock thousand trim, it's basically been BMW's pretty much dominated it last year. I say that Hayden Gillen won it on the Suzuki, but it seemed like BMW and and a couple of the other bikes seem like the bikes to be on. Um, but the Yamaha platform is great, and Benjamin Smith, a, a, another kind of tall kid who we know can ride. Uh, I'd like to see him be able to put a good solid year under his belt. And he's going to do the steel commander stuff too, right? So like for the super yeah. bike um, cup thing. So no, it'd be good to have him there for the year. Um, just, it's great to see another team get announced. And Altus Motorsports is going to show up with three riders next year. Much to Jeff White's delight. Jake Lewis headlines. Jared Nassani is back. And the Canadian Torin Collins, who burst onto the scene at Coda last season. So what are your thoughts about what Altus is going to be doing next year? Well, I just that that whole program, I think staffing wise, it depends on who they get there. Um, uh, obviously, with Eric Gray passing at the beginning of last year, it kind of threw that team for a loop, I think. And so there was a lot of little things that went on there last year within the underneath the canopy of that team. I think that made it think, things a lot more difficult for them. So hopefully, going forward, I mean that rider lineup. I mean the rider lineup they have. I mean especially getting a kid like Torin Collins, who we already saw do good things at Coda. Last year, getting on the podium when he was with M4. Um, so you wonder uh, how much influence is M4 going to have over there with that program. Talking with Jake Lewis at Chuck Walla a couple of months ago or a couple of weeks ago, uh, he had told me that he had done this deal. And um, so it's nice that he is going to be back on a super sport bike because he took the place last year, if you remember, Corey Ventura, Greg, at uh, Destruct. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, the thing is, is that for Jake, I think he's got that plus the bagger gig again. So he's going to be doing both of those things. So uh, 
it's great. I just think when you have that quality of writers, you need to make sure that you get quality personnel to be able to help bring the most uh, out of those guys. So we'll see how that turns out. And of course, I guess, I don't even know if you'd call this an announcement or not, but it was just announced a little bit uh, earlier today that former MotoGP and world Superbike racer and race winner, Ruben Chaus is going to be in the 2024 Moto America Mission King of the Baggers Championship at 45 years old. <laughs> yeah. Rube's on his way, man. I've known Rube a long time. I've known him since, let's see, I want to say it was 97 when wow. Ducati launched their 748R at Misano, and he was racing for Factory Ducati in the World Supersport Championship. Okay. And so he was like one of those guys and stuff. And we've ridden together at Ducati Rev. So I've known Ruben a long That's time, right. but what do you what think about What a great him? guy. Just yeah. a super cool dude. Like, mm-hmm. where was it that we saw him this year? I, he, I, came, he came to uh, Pittsburgh. That's right. He was at Pittsburgh. Pit race, yeah. And he couldn't be any nicer than he was. And did you see where he was testing that thing? At Willow Springs. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, I saw the opening <laughs> of that video and I was like, oh, oh not God. there, brother. I'm like, is it Willow? I'm like, oh, the poor bastard. But, yeah. but like Willow, they just repaved some of it, so it's good. But, um, but hey, I know for one, I know one thing. Those first lap or two of those races is going to be exciting oh. with him and him. Holy crap! Yeah, he's he's still he's he might be 45, but he's still 20 year old Ruben on the track, right? So, dude, I'm gonna have to rename him Yard Sale if if things happen the way they happen with him. Oh. I love him dearly, but he can he can go through some gear, man. But he's 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 a really good dude. So yeah, I yeah. Hey, fun. but but if you remember what brought us, well, what brought me to wanting to watch Baggers at the very first one was all the characters and personalities, just like mm-hmm. Moto E the first year they did it. I was like, oh, I'm more interested in the personalities. And now with Ruben on board, and it's funny because remember last year Chuck was coming up to us, excellent, and going like Ruben wants to do Baggers, and we were <laughs> laughing, and he was laughing. We're like, this is pretty cool, actually. It's great, so, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. at Laguna, actually. Yeah, he called right. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Ruben yeah. wants to, he's like, hey, Ruben Chouse wants to do baggers. We're like, no way. Yeah. So, By the way, yeah. folks, it's Chouse. Okay, it's Chouse. Chouse. It's Chouse. Yeah. All right. If you ask Ruben, the, his part of Chouse. Spain, where he comes from, the X is pronounced with a CH. So yeah. I don't want to hear any shit from you people going, you don't know what you're talking about. I do. I know him. I'm asking. <laughs> it's my job. All right. Greg knows everybody. Yeah, I don't know everything, that's for sure. But I know people, and I ask them, how do you pronounce your name? So that's that. It's pretty wild. So unless you have something different that I don't, Jay, I, that's the news presented by Arai, as far as I know. Yeah, it's great. And I think that, you know, World Superbike starts testing in February, and some of those things start happening. So we could talk about that a little bit more. Let's get to Supercross, because that's the main goal right now. We're racing this weekend, Greg, and I've got your list pulled up here of where riders are going to be. And this is great for me to see, because I... <laughs> I honestly just didn't really, well, it's not that I didn't pay attention. It's, I, I just wasn't paying as much attention, I guess, this time to, uh, to where everybody was going, but it's kind of like where I kind of thought people were going to be. I mean, Eli Tomac is back, which is, I think, amazing. Uh, Tomac, Cooper Webb, um, are both riding for the Monster Energy Yamaha Star Racing Team. And also along with them is Justin Cooper, um, all on 450s. So that's going to be good. Obviously, we got the Hunter uh, Hunter Lawrence um, and his brother Jet um, riding the factory Hondas. I think the big move this year was what Sexton probably going over to KTM factory KTM and Cooper Webb swapping seats kind of thing. Um, I would say that's probably the two biggest moves. Yeah, well, they didn't swap. I guess Cooper went to Yamaha, and uh, 
Chet Lawrence took over for uh, Sexton on the 450s. Uh, it's a, it's it's yeah. I think all that's going to be, you know, the Twisted T team. You've got Chisholm and McElrath and 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 uh, Ken Roxon obviously will be. I don't th- I don't know what his deal is because his sponsored stuff is different. But I've seen those guys. Yeah, Kenny's like Progressive Insurance X Star yeah. Suzuki working together a little. I've seen like some Instagram stuff where those guys are all kind of been together a little bit. Um, okay. And what about like? I thought the Dylan Frandis thing was really interesting. Dylan Frandis goes too. from factory Yamaha to this Phoenix racing Honda. Yeah. Um, but I think Supercross is still still one of those things, Greg, where you can actually be on a really good team like like that isn't a factory team and still run up front. So I think that you look at somebody like Dylan Frandis, he obviously went there for a reason. Um, so good on him for that. Kawasaki stays the same, I think, with Cian Cirillo and uh, Jason Anderson. I'm looking for Jason Anderson's name on here. Yep. Uh, just not seeing it. Am I not seeing it, Greg? Or am I Jason just Anderson? It? Yeah. Uh, I do not see it. What's his number normally? It's a high number. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not seeing it. I'm just looking. He might be and... injured or something. And we're just, he's yeah. just not, this is the entry list for the first round. Entry list. Yeah. We're looking. And I, again, I haven't kept round, up with yeah. all the, all the news, you know, like the Supercross news. Yeah. I don't, I don't comb through it. Like I do the road racing stuff or make calls like I normally do. I, I, yeah. I know that yeah. there's a beta there, you know, like the, the, the brand beta is, is racing, which I, wow. and I don't know much about that, but it's Benny Bloss who's racing beta USA liquid Molly bike. Interesting. Yeah. So I, and that's weird. Cause that, I don't really know much about I don't know betas. Betas like motorcycle, you know, like supercross bike basically. Yeah. Beta USA. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. And I don't think like there, it's like, it's not like another brand that's owned by KTM. You know, it's right. not a right. gas gas or a Husqvarna. I mean, they're owned by, you know, Lapo Bianchi's great grandson, Giuseppe. Yeah. So, well, and know. speaking of, Speaking of Rockstar Energy, Escobar our factory team, you got Malcolm Stewart back, which is good with Christian Craig. So those guys are, uh, I mean, Malcolm got I mean, hurt they, last they, year. They, if you remember, listen. he did he did his knee last year, so he was a bit messed up. So this is it, what I'm going to miss about Pulp MX, though. It's it's you know you have your factory riders, but it's that it's that one wild card rider. You know what I mean? Like that's barely making it. That mm-hmm. was so exciting. To, yep. to to try to pick and to see, all right, who do we got here? Yeah, it Logan sucks, Logan Carr now, you know, is back on a Cowie with only fans, and you know, is he going to be making it? You know, there's some standout names that you look at it, and you go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These you know, these guys are like really close. You know, Steinke's back for the first one as well. I don't know how many he's going to do. Yeah, you know, on the on the Husqvarna TC 250. I mean, listen, 55 riders trying to qualify for Anaheim. That's a pretty that's a pretty, pretty stout wild. class, right? And you got. Big team names, big factory names, along with really well supported, you know, factory supported teams and privateer teams. And the thing about Supercross is, is that just making the main events the deal. You yeah. Know, just making the gate is the deal. So it's going to be fun to watch. Obviously, no pulp MX for us. Unless, I mean, you Sucks. can do it privately if you're going to pay for it. I'm not, I'm not going to pay for it. Well, what, do, but do we even know, like, what, what does it cost? Like, how, you know, I just haven't done any real. I, I saw, you know, who sent me something was Kyle Wyman. He sent me, he's like, what is this? And it was like basically um, a deal that said that he, uh, like his state, like New York, wasn't allowing people to play. So there was an email that was sent out by Pulp MX that basically said, like, due to regulations, we are no longer, you know, like able to 
get in everybody's like household and blah, blah, blah. And so there was like a map that basically said, this is the states we can be in. These are the states we can't. And it's, it's, it's almost half the country where you can't play it anymore. So crazy. And that sucks, man. But additionally, they said, unfortunately, we're no longer providing free, you know, like free, uh, free play. Free play. play. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. weird. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the email that got sent out because I remember getting it a few days ago. And thinking, what the heck is this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let me let me just I'll read it for those people. And this is this is the reason why we're not doing pulp, okay? So it says important update of our value community. In light of evolving regulations, we are navigating a landscape of change. We want to keep you informed of some significant updates affecting our game as we finalize things to open up the 2024 signups. Geographical restrictions. To comply with changing requirements, we're introducing geo restrictions for payments. And team selections. Moving forward, these actions will only be available within approved areas. Please check the website of the affected areas. So it sounds like you could play, but it sounds like you're not going to be able to get paid. Okay. So the available states are like. What's the point of playing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was Jason Pridmore, ladies and gentlemen. So, like, the approved states are like Alaska, Arkansas, California, Georgia, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, Minnesota, Nebraska, New Mexico, North Carolina, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Oregon, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. So, you're wow. talking about the almost the entire Northeast United States, with the exception of Rhode Island, Washington State, Utah, Montucky, Nevada is not available which is sounds Arizona and then like a lot of the mid the mid southern states like Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee not available. So it's um Virginia's not available. So it's it's that's the payout bit. But then here's the other thing. Discontinuation of free play. With mm-hmm. heavy hearts we announce the discontinuation of our free play option. This decision stems from regulatory constraints and operational capa- uh, capacities. We understand the impact this may have and did not make this choice lightly. We extend our heartfelt thank you to ever to all, especially those who will be affected by these geographic limitations and the discontinuation of free play. Your enthusiasm and support has been the cornerstone of our journey. So hmm. that's that's it. And we listen. We know that you know. Listen, we've had close to four hundred people participate in these things with us, yeah. and we're not about trying to charge people. So no. what we are going to do for fantasy is the RM fantasy rm yeah the the official one basically so it's yeah. like rm rm fantasy super fantasy sx or whatever it is yeah yep we'll have the link so it's rm fantasy sx.com is that what it is yeah i've been reading up trying to figure out where yeah where jason anderson's gonna be okay you do that so it's rm so, fantasy sx.com all right so go there we've done this in the past so you can sign up it's free uh, or you can, you know, log on or whatever. And basically if you scroll down, once you get to your main page, you're going to have like a video on how to play. It's pretty easy. And the cool thing about this fantasy is it, unfortunately it doesn't take as much thought and as much kind of fun to pick, but in essence, you're going to pick first, second, third, fourth, and fifth place. And then each week they're going to have a different wild card spot this week coming up. It's going to be 10th place. So you got to try to choose. You get points based on positions and who you choose and all this kind of stuff. But there's the place where you can pick your team. There's a video on how you participate. There are like a results page. And below that, you're going to find group play. So what you want to do is you want to go to basically browse and join a group, which is down below. And you're going to search for just search for Greg's Garage. 
pod. So it's Greg's with an apostrophe S and that'll take you to our, to our like league. You can join our league. And then we're going to have our own stuff going on, obviously, which is an awry helmet, um, some Dunlop tires. We'll get more details about what Dunlops we're going to give away. We're kind of talking to Dunlop. I know some of you who play have dirt bikes. Some of you have street bikes. Some of you have track day bikes. So we're trying to basically work it out where we can say, look, you can choose either the Q5s, the Q5Ss, or a, you know, like a certain um, off-road tire for your off-road bike. So we're going to work that out with Dunlop. So we'll give you more details as the season rolls on, but get signed up. Um, and basically Jason, what Arai is going to do for the person that wins our Rocky mountain ATV MC fantasy league, the Greg's garage pod with Jason Pridmore is the name of the league. You, Arai is going to provide you with tickets to Anaheim number one for 2025. Okay. So you're going to be like a special guest. That's pretty <clears> cool. Excuse me for Ryan. It was based off of something that we said in the podcast a couple of weeks ago about, oh, you know, you should get some tickets for somebody to go. I think you said it. But anyway, mm-hmm. so for if you win for 2025, now the deal is obviously you're going to have to get yourself to Anaheim. You're going to have to put yourself up. It's not like a big prize thing, but it, it will be tickets and some VIP stuff for the winner of our Supercross <clears throat> Fantasy provided by Arai. Cool. So thanks to Arai and uh, Arai Americas and to Jeff Vile for that. <laughs> Jeff Vile, Wheel. I love you for it. He's German. It's like W-E-I-L or something. I call him Wheel. And then Siri says something else, you know. Is that right? And then I said to him a couple weeks ago, I'm like, it's German, so it's Weil, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, it's closer. I'm like, thanks. Well, I know you're all about the pronunciation, G-Dub. I know you're about Pride more. So pride more with no e so in 250s max volum was the big mover i think uh, this year i think he went from ktm where'd he go g-dub uh he went to monster energy pro circuit he did i thought he moved yeah so he moved as well as joe shimoto went to the factory honda team i know so that's gonna be that's you know joe shimoto i think when you look at it on paper right now uh rj hampshire is always going to be there always seems to make just a couple little mistakes to take himself out of contention but Ryder D is on the gas gas bike. Uh, just looking down this list right now. You know where Shimoda's from, don't you? He's from Suzuka. Suzuka. Yeah, I remember him saying that, and I'm looking at it now. Yeah, but I remember them saying saying that. Um, we need to grab him and bring him over to road racing just for yeah, just just because. Let him do it. I'm sure yeah. he's I'm sure he's been around it a lot. Um, but I'm just looking here and seeing if I like. Uh, Levi Kitchen also moved over to Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki. So I think, you know, when you look at that team, Volan and uh, uh, Volan's going to obviously be very, very tough. And Kitchen, I think, is going to be very tough. I'm a little bit bummed that Kitchen changed his number from 43 to 47. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a drag because, uh, yeah, I do remember seeing you. that too. Um, but yeah, 250 Supercross, it's always fun because, you know, you always get the new flavor of guys that are coming in that are making their um, debut. Here's one for you. The I'm looking at it right now. Did you see Billy Leninovich is coming back and racing? Did you no, see that? Really? Do you remember Do you remember Billy yeah. Leninovich? Yeah, yeah, of course. You do? Yeah. There was a video of him on uh, Racer X, and he's like 40, I don't even know what he is, 40 plus years old, hmm. and just decided he wants to come back and Right. It, it was kind of like somebody said, oh, I'll get you a bike. He's like, okay. And he started going out and riding. And then it was like, oh, this is working out great and loved it. So he's like, oh, I'm just going to go go try to, you know, 
do well again in Supercross. <laughs> Good luck, oh, 132. Good luck. I think it's sick, though. I, I spent a week rehabbing with him up at Dr. Ting's. Oh, really? Yeah. We we uh, we would rehab in the mornings, um, you know, whatever, whatever we were getting sorted and fixed. And then we went to your favorite place. What's your favorite place to go, G-Dub, when you're <laughs> – <laughs> yeah where where did we have dinner where i went is it, homeless is it, i went I, I went homeless later that night do you remember dave that dave and busters that's right dave and busters in san so, jose or something is that where you were yeah so we were up in san jose so we we train in the morning and and then go to therapy at dr ting's for like a week we did this and then we'd head off to dave and busters well the, i mean those of us in the know just call it dnb's dnb I mean? sorry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so we would go there rookie and there was this like, there was this crazy, gigantic, big like horse racing game, and you could gamble. So it's like, yeah. I mean, gamble with what tickets or or? Coins? I don't remember how we did it, yeah, but we no. just did it somehow. But it was great. It was fun. So we David Buster's is kind of gambling. I mean, you you go there spend and you hours there. You get the coins or whatever, and then you do the the dump truck was my thing, bro. The dump truck. <sighs> you like a good dump truck, don't you, Judo? Dude. Huh? There's nothing like a good dump truck, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, especially cute. if that dump truck mm-hmm. pays you in coins. <laughs> yes, that's very good. Yeah. All right. Well, Look, people, can- we don't have a lot else to talk we're, about. We're, we're officially getting canceled now, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah we're out. We're out. Listen, uh, episode 246, uh, we go yeah, out on Rossi's. It, it was nice. It was a nice run. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's basically it. Supercross this week. We got RM Fantasy. You're going to put a link up for that. Yep. I mean, there's really not a lot to to really go on this this next uh no moto gp has been kind of quiet i mean i mean look Jay, on the moto gp yeah. side of things it's been a lot of mark marquez is now officially on the grassini team and he says he likes the bike like it's wow. been a bunch of hoopla yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he said hey he said the ducati's good did you love how they edited it i can't remember if it was on bike sport or one of them but it basically says that marquez it has a picture of mark and it says marquez quote was um, the Honda was like riding a kid's bike and the Ducati's like riding a grown-up bike. There's no way he would have said that. All right. But it's Alex Marquez who says the quote, not Mark Marquez. But they uh-huh. put a picture that says Marquez with with Mark's picture. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so pathetic. It, dude. It's so pathetic. Mark has come out and said, I, I am not publicly going to compare the bikes. They're different bikes. That's it. Well, all that's, you got to do is watch them Mark, and Mark. you know they're different. Of course. Just watch them and you know they're different. So look, the bit the biggest question mark, I think, of that talking point is is Luca Marini technical enough and will they listen to him enough to develop the bike quickly enough to turn around? Marini has said he feels that what he rode and the direction they're telling him they're going in, the bike's gonna be better than people think, quicker than people think. Right, and that's hope. Uh, yeah, that's what I want. I want the thing I is, is that you can to. you can get on something. It doesn't matter what it is, and you can get within half a second you can you can it just depends how easy is it for you to do it compared to the guys that are half a second quicker how easy it is for them to do it and then when it really gets down to is like those last two three tenths of a second two tenths of a second to those guys is is a shit ton of time two tenths three tenths and when you're absolutely on the edge and you cannot figure out how to go quicker and you're two tenths down three tenths down that's when all the problems start Yep. And that's, and so like right now, like I hope I look, 
we all hope that Honda does this gigantic rebound and gets better quickly. That's what we would all love. So I hope that's the case. Me too. Yeah. And I, and I hope Yamaha finds some horsepower over Christmas. Hope Santa waved his wand and <sighs> Yamaha gets another 10. Let's hope, man. Gosh, And it hope, doesn't affect so. the chassis the way 10 horsepower, five horsepower can. A it's, lot of their problems seem like system. a lot of their problems, even though we, I, you know, I'm not going to be as naive to say as the Honda, um, the Honda, when it would get up in behind the Ducati, it didn't look super slow, but the Honda couldn't roll through the middle of the corner the way the Ducatis can either right now. So there's a lot of mid corner speed that I don't believe that the Honda could carry through because they would lose the front so much. I mean, Juan Mir ended up on his head 20 plus times. Marquez 20 plus times. I mean, Oof. Nakagami probably Over the 50 same. crashes yeah. on the Reptile the, team. The, and so it's, and they weren't like, Greg, when we would go back and you'd see those crashes this year, they weren't always, they're not like huge high sides or big. They're all like front end, like just tip in, everything looks normal, front folds, they crash. And that's yep. what it was. And so, there's something missing there, chassis, geometry, whatever wise, where they can't roll through the middle. Because again, if if Greg, if you're rolling through the corner two or three mile an hour quicker than the guy that you're racing against, your top speeds are also going to show. And it's like the Honda, I don't ever feel, was really capable of showing its true speed because they couldn't get through the middle of turns. Yeah, plus they were having rear grip issues as well on, yeah, on yeah, acceleration. On you you put those two things together. You're I dead. agree with you. I don't think the 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 Honda motor, like Yamaha is sitting there going like, ah, it's arrow. We got to work on arrow, arrow, arrow. And I'm like, I'm not convinced about that. But yeah. on the Honda's thing, it kind of was easy for us to see what we think, which is exactly what you said. And then yeah. the rear grip issues. And over time, I mean, these are long races, man. Four, That's you know, 43, la- 43 minute, 45 minute races. You got to get it to work the whole time. That's right. No, hundred percent right. Hundred testing's right. coming up, right? They're going to Sepang in a couple of weeks. So we're going to be covering that for sure. Seeing all the stuff so as teams with decide, the Superbike and yeah, all that stuff's coming up. Coming. So. Big changes in World Superbike, obviously. So sorry it's such a short podcast, folks, but we appreciate it. We certainly hope that you had a great holiday season and everything went your way and you got <coughs> a new set of front teeth like Jason did for Christmas. Um, There's some <laughs> truth to that. Uh, not the new teeth part, but mm. I've been hitting the dentist a lot. Oh, yeah? You like the dentist? Yeah, my dentist is, dude, my dentist is the bomb. Yeah. Last time I left my dentist, he gave me, uh, he was doing two, what do they call them? Uh, what do you, it was the back of the tooth. What do you call it? Not a crown, but he was giving me a root canal. Oh, okay? yeah, root canal. He was doing I thought two you were talking molars or something. Yeah. Nah, it's just, it's just my, my, old, my old dentist, he's probably mid, mid, early 60s from New York. Just a pistol, loaded pistol. I get yeah. done. We're bullshitting about the Patriots, the Giants. He's having a good time. He's out. He's over at the next person while this is drying in my mouth and yada, yada, yada. We get done, and he hands me a bottle of Pellegrino. Hey, I want you to have this. That's that's great. I was like, what? I'm leaving the dentist's office with Pellegrino with gas. People most of the time just get a toothbrush and some toothpaste. When they leave the dentist, like, you (laughs) know, you're getting Pellegrinos. I got a good one real quick. Everybody's already checked out of this podcast by now, anyways. But hey, what's the big deal? So you ever had like a Spoli still listening? You have you ever had like a deep cleaning? You ever had like them do like a deep cleaning? Oh yeah. So I went in there. I went in there about digging and yeah. Oh yeah, I went in there. They go under your gum and all that, Mm -hmm. right? So I go in there uh, a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to get this deep cleaning on my teeth. So 
my dentist is awesome and he's got this he's got this you know it's it's a great place anyway so he says hey jay this kid's gonna do your your deep cleaning for me he's a really great kid good dude so I'm like, this kid he's an awesome guy so i'm like all right so he he was gonna do like the top first half left part of my face and then the bottom first left half and and then we were gonna do the other side at another time so i said he goes I, i'm gonna numb you up it takes about 15 or 20 minutes to get you numbed up and then I'll start. I said, okay. I said, well, uh, how can we make it to where I don't have to come back here? Like as often, like, cause they want to do it in like three visits. Mm. I said, if it takes 20 minutes to numb me, can we just try doing it without numbing me? And he starts laughing. He's like, you want to try it without numbing? I'm like, yeah, let's give it a go. Oh my so- God. Are you serious? <laughs> so he, I know so he you says, have a high threshold for pain, but so he go says, ahead. he goes, huh? He goes, yeah, like, he goes, I, he goes, do you want me to do anything? I go, no, let's, I go, just look, if it's too much, I'll just get you to shoot me up. I said, but if it means that we can save 20 minutes, 20 minutes, he could do a whole nother row. Mm-hmm. So there we go. We went right at it. And I didn't, I did the whole no, no, I just did it. I'm like, I, I dude, are you kidding me? We're your, your gums bleed and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I, I was doing all that. And- no, yeah, he was doing all the chipping and then, and, and I was cracking up because there was a couple little sensitive areas. So he's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like I came home and told my mom, she's just, you know, cause your face is all swollen and swollen blown up and, and all oh, that dude. shit for the day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to give this a go and see if I can. So now I'm going to go back on the eighth. I got a little bit of a cold. I was supposed to go back, but I had to cancel. So I'm going back on the eighth to get like, I only got to go back one more time now to get that done. And I'm, and I'm sound. Are you going to get shot up this time? It's 20 minutes. No, no, no. You're an old man. You got plenty of 20 minutes. No, left. no, no. Get it done. Just get it done. Like, guy breaks just, out the chainsaw and the, and the jackhammer, and you're like, I don't need Novocaine. <laughs> get after it. No, if it was like, if it was really, and it wasn't as bad, like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be either. It was actually all right. It was not that big a deal. All right. Well, you ready to say goodbye? That's it. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to our stories. It's a new year. Me and G-Dub are going to do lots of new things. I'm just saying that. I don't know what we're going to do different, what? but we're doing yeah, Who knows? Um, enjoy the first week of Supercross and last weekend of the NFL. And we will see you guys back next week. Talk to you soon. See ya.